WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com. Dot com to start winning. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. The Indianapolis Colts get sort of a mini buy after their win on Thursday night. And now the Colts face off against a division rival, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars right now, only a two-win team, Derek, but Jacksonville coming off a game where they played exceptional. I mean, my goodness. Uh, They've only had two wins, but both wins, ironically enough, man, have come against the AFC East and arguably the best team in football, the Buffalo Bills. So, man, let's just talk about this game. Let's just dive into it. I think there's a lot that we can kind of jump into this game. I know typically we kind of just wait, but I think we can just dive right into this game, man. It's a pivotal battle, obviously, for the Colts right now, sitting at four and five. You know, you got to think if they can take advantage and beat the Jaguars, who I'd have to check actually the injury report on Trevor Lawrence, but, you know, Trevor Lawrence did leave that game last week. Um, But nonetheless, man, it's a pivotal battle for the Colts not just in the AFC, but in the AFC South for sure. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, if the Colts want to string any chance of saving this season, you know, they got to start winning these games. And, uh, you know, going against the Jacksonville Jaguars is a great way to continue to try to do that. And obviously last week, you know, it went to show you just across the NFL, again, any team can beat any team any given Sunday. You know, there were multiple teams last week that weren't supposed to win those games, Jaguars being one of them, and just said, I don't care about your uh, your Vegas odds and your fantasy football lineups. We're going to do our thing. And, you know, Josh Allen of the Jaguars destroyed Josh Allen of the Bills. So, yeah. you know, it was it was a very interesting thing, and it makes it it makes you a little bit nervous. You know, you kind of you kind of have that in the back of your mind a little bit. You know, you're like, man, this Jacksonville team just beat one of the best teams in the league in the Buffalo Bills. But you know what I always say, and it's that you never get lucky twice in a row in the in the sport of football. So, you know, I, I think of it as, you know, that might have been their one trick pony so far this year. But nevertheless, you know, you, you still got a lot on this team you need to be concerned about. Absolutely. And hopefully that was a wake up call for the Colts to just think we're not just going to skid by the Jacks, the Jaguars, you know, like, and I, and I think when they're, when they do that, when they're really focused in as with every team, you know, that they, they play better. Um, but I think the good thing is with the Colts, we can kind of jump into the injury report real fast. It looks like they're going to be getting Braden Smith back. Um, he obviously left the Thursday night game against the Jets and Matt Pryor filled in for him. And uh, we were fortunate. Some people were saying it could be season ending. That was their fear. It was like a tricep injury. It was just an elbow injury. Braden Smith returned to practice. So hopefully he's coming back. And if not, man, you still feel good about Matt Pryor at tackle. But I think that's the good news that this Colts offensive line, for the second straight week at least, 
will be healthy with all five starters out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be very important for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially like you mentioned against Josh Allen, just seeing what he did against Buffalo single-handedly, the Colts are yeah. going to have their hands full trying to block him, man. Yeah, Braden Smith, I, I mean, it seemed like it seems like he's going to be okay. He, he was a full participant in practice. I mentioned that in the update video. And then the rest of the lineup seems to be fine. Uh, Quentin Nelson seems to be okay. He was a full participant also. Very important to get those guys back. But I think another thing that we haven't really talked about much, and I think a couple people mentioned it on Twitter. It's really kind of been under the radar. But the the improvement of Eric Fisher in the passing yes. game has definitely become much better. Now, he's not been elite. I, I definitely would say he still has his few struggles. But compared to when he first came in and to what he is now, it's night and day. Right, he's, You can say, oh, he's been facing a couple of defensive lines that have not been great, you know, things like that. And, you know, he might get a chance to face some good edge rushers here in uh, Jacksonville because they got a decent front line. So we'll see how he handles that one. But, you know, the cohesiveness of this uh, offensive line unit has gotten much, much better. And remember, the last, last year – was when this is right at this time when the Colts offensive line really started turning it on as a unit last year where they just refused to give up sacks, were pushing people across the line all the time any way they wanted. I mean, maybe it's now that time again. Everybody's getting healthy. Everyone's had a couple weeks where they're finally getting their groove now. You replace uh, Mark Lewinsky as the main right guard. You put Chris Reed, the better option in there at that moment. I, I I think the offensive line's looking really freaking good right now. I mean, I don't know if you saw – I mentioned the stat. You remember the stat that I said where, uh, when we were running the ball against the Jets? I mean, Jonathan Taylor and Hines were averaging six yards carry before they even got touched. I mean, that's that's insane to, to do that against anyone. And right. Lawrence mentioned it a couple of times on his podcast saying how the Colts single-handedly dropped – the Jets from the sixth best overall run defense to the 25th overall run defense in one game. Wow. That's the kind of thing we want to see, right? This is what the Colts wanted to be. Go do it. I want to see them do it, even against uh, Jacksonville, who, again, say what you want about their their defense. They they have a pretty stout front seven. Uh, They play pretty hard, so we'll see how that goes. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Or subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. 
Yeah, I mean, and you think of last year when the Colts played the Jaguars at home, Jonathan Taylor alone had over 250 yards and two touchdowns in that game. So, I mean, he's just coming off one of his best performances of all time. You think he might be able to do it again, you know, against the Jacksonville defense that, you know, they're okay, but they're nothing special, you know, and and that's something I wanted to mention. You know, people always use the excuse. They look at the record, right, and they say, oh, it was just the Jets. But, you know, you said it right there. The Jets came in having a top-10 run defense. And the Colts, what they were able to do, how they were able to establish that line of scrimmage, I mean, I mean, I, I think right now, man, they, they are in contention for the one of the best offensive lines in football, especially, like you mentioned, with Eric Fisher now being a serviceable left tackle in terms of pass blocking right on schedule when a lot of people thought he was going to be back originally. So you think, man, maybe he's near 100% now, you know, and then that's great news for the Colts offensive line. I mean, I think it's, you know, moving forward, I think this unit is just going to get better with time. And as they, you know, build as a unit, getting Braden Smith back for a second straight game, I think it's going to go a long way for this team. But, yeah, I mean, let's just kind of jump into the stats. I already mentioned a little bit about Jacksonville's defense. Let's just kind of jump right into it, Derek. So Jacksonville's defense is interesting because, you know, you saw what they did against Josh Allen. You saw what they did against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they shut him down, man. They absolutely shut him down. But overall, man, this year, Jacksonville really hasn't been that great against the pass. They actually come in, even with that game last week, they come in still with the 26th-ranked pass defense. So they still struggle a lot in terms of stopping the pass. So you think if the Colts can get Carson Wentz protected like they've been able to do the last couple weeks, you really feel like they have a good chance to expose this Jacksonville secondary again. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, there's a couple new faces in the Jacksonville secondary, and we've seen what Carson Wentz has been doing all year. Carson Wentz has been doing very well against, you know, bad uh, secondaries and bad passing defenses. And, I mean, we said it that uh, we were talking about, it, I think, before we even started this, saying that, you know, Josh Allen and Carson Wentz, their numbers, they've been practically the same all year. And, you know, I mean, that's – that's very telling, you know, given the fact that, you know, what Carson Wentz has had to go through and still has been able to do that. So, you know, I mean, I would imagine, yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz, when he has clean pocket, even when he hasn't, and you've been making him just do bootlegs, dude, I mean, it, Carson Wentz has just been very accurate. He's been very precise outside of maybe one or two throws. And, you know, hopefully it's, uh, and thankfully, we're going to be in the dome, so thankfully, we won't have to worry about the weather. Uh, weather's not going to be nice in Indianapolis on Sunday, so thankfully, the I'm assuming the roof and the window will be closed. I would assume I hope so. so, but uh, yeah, so it'll be, it'll be good for him. Yeah, it's going to be like mid 30s, and it's going to be rainy. There's no way they're going to have that open, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I expect Carson Wentz to still continue to do his thing. Uh, you're right. It just ultimately comes down to protecting him. And, you know, we saw Josh Allen, you know, become a human wrecking ball last week. Uh, you just can't allow him to do the same thing on Carson Wentz and slow this offense down. Yep. That will be honestly, in my opinion, that would be the only way that Jackson will really be able to slow down this Colts passing offense. You know, that's the only way they were really able to stop Buffalo. They just kept getting that pressure, man. I mean, they, they played a great game, but I think you said, you know, you said it best, like, you know, you can't have two lucky games in a row, right? So I really feel confident that the Colts are going to be able to use this to their advantage. And also getting T.Y. Hilton back is going to be big for this offense too. Yeah, You know, he missed because of the concussion last week. 
Um, but getting him back, I think, is going to go a long way for this offense. We saw when he was healthy, Derek, that connection that him and Carson Wentz had in that Texans game. So you really hope that, okay, T.Y. is going to really get the opportunity here um, to have another really good day offensively and, and take the pressure off of Michael Pittman Jr. and company and, and really give Carson Wentz another option, a veteran option there, a guy that's very crafty in terms of route running, a guy that can just pick up first downs. He's so aware on the field. Yeah. So he's going to be a really big for this game, I think, for the Colts. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I mean, you said it with – uh, trying to make sure you got that other weapon outside of Michael Pittman, right? You don't want to, you obviously want to continue to use Michael Pittman as much as you can due to the fact that he's now ninth in the NFL and receiving yards, a uh, very impressive streak uh, for a second year guy. But, mm-hmm. you know, at some point defenses are going to start adjusting to him, you know, and they're, they're going to start targeting him. And then it, can T.Y. Hilton stay healthy enough to stay on the field? Because we know you start getting into zones or you start getting into one-on-one matchups. T.Y. Hilton still got a chance, man. T.Y. Hilton can still take advantage of those. We know he can. Uh, even in the limited time we've seen him this year, he's done it. So, you know, yeah. it's just all a matter of him being on the field and, you know, having him mixed in with Zach Pascal, And now you're getting, you know, a lot more of your tight ends and your running backs into the passing game. You know, it's, it really is going to be about this offense really still spreading the ball around because Michael Pittman's been doing great, but you can't continue to just ride on Michael Pittman. Having a guy like T.Y. Hilton and these boys having around would be huge for them. Ironically enough, you know, T.Y. Hilton has to do what the Colts weren't able to do when T.Y. Hilton was in his prime, right? Get another guy that can take the pressure off of him. Because if you remember, man, when the Colts would play, for example, the Patriots, they would just lock down T.Y. Hilton. They would double cover him. And the Colts had nobody else that could step up. So the fact that is that, like, you're right. Like, the Colts are going to have to rely on T.Y. Hilton, on the Zach Pascals, on some of those other guys to kind of take the pressure off of Pittman. Pittman's been great. But, yeah, teams are going to start adjusting to him. So I agree, man. I think the Colts are going to have to figure out an answer at number two, number three, wide receiver, and so on and so forth. But uh, let's move on now to Jacksonville's run defense. Now, this is a little bit better than the passing defense. The run defense right now – um, ranks 12th overall. So, you know, pretty good uh, in, the, in the top half of the league in terms of stopping the run. The Colts come in right now red hot off of a 250-plus yard rushing game against the Jets, who we mentioned were no slotches against the run. Colts right now sit at fifth overall in the league in terms of rushing yards. Derek, what do you need to see from the Colts? Because this matchup, it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be one to watch. What do you need to see from this Colts running attack, from this offensive line and company, in order for the Colts to really set up their passing offense well in this game? Well, I mean, you just need to continue to do the same things you were doing last week. I mean, this offensive line has to get a push, right? And they were getting a push on the Jets' defensive line, and they were getting to the second level, and it was making it easy for Jonathan Taylor and company to get up into the middle of the field. I mean, that's the thing. They always we always talk about it for the defensive line's point. When you're a linebacker uh, and anyone else, you always say you want to stop the running back's momentum before he hits the line of scrimmage. If he hits the line of scrimmage with momentum, you're not going to create a good play on him unless you potentially make him fumble the football. And the Colts, for the most part, are usually pretty good about taking care of the football. So you need to try to make some more adjustments on that. And if the Colts' offensive line, like I hope they will, continues to get that push, that's what I'm looking for. And I want the Colts to do the same thing they did last week. 
get Hines involved in the run game early. I'm fine with having a Jonathan Taylor in later in the game because when you need a guy like Jonathan Taylor to help grind away those those chunk yards at the end of games, that's where you need a guy like him. And having and giving Hines a few snaps early in the game to run the football is not a bad idea. You know, you, you he's he's a little more crafty in how he runs, right? We obviously know Jonathan Taylor's just as fast as Hines, probably a little bit faster, but when you look at it from a shiftiness and agility standpoint, Hines can do some things that Jonathan Taylor just can't quite do. And that's what was throwing the Jets off a little bit in the beginning of that game because Hines was just cutting back and forth a multitude of different ways. They just couldn't keep up. I, I would love to see Reich continue to use Hines early in games. I mentioned it after the game. I don't know why we've continued to get away from Hines for so many weeks now, both in the pass game and in the run game. I know it's not been a great year for Hines, but if last week was any indication of what you can do to try to get him involved, that's exactly what you need to do every week and just keep adding on to it. And, you know, a couple runs in the first quarter never hurt to help give Jonathan Taylor a little bit of rest and keep him more healthy going into later in the game. Yeah. So I think the the key for the offense for me, or a couple keys for the offense for me, for them to really, you know, have a good game. I think they need to start hot like they did last week. You know, they need to just not settle for three. They need to make they need to make them six points, man. They need to score some touchdowns early, you know, get Jacksonville heads hanging. You know, they need to start taking away their will pretty early, I think. Their offense needs to click like it was last week. I mean, it really does. And, and also, I just think you need to be smart situationally in certain points. Colts did a really good job, at least offensively, last week to do that. There was the one fourth down call that was questionable. But I thought overall, they were pretty smart with when they went forward on fourth down, when they kicked field goals and things like that. I want to see that to continue. I don't want to, I don't want another game where Frank Reich says, man, I wish I would have had that. Yeah, that and we've seen play. a lot of those over the last few years against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, you yes. know. Yeah, can we not have another one of those? <laughs> that would be nice. Uh, let's just have a clean game. Let's be smart. You know, analytics, they're good, but I don't think you need to, like, have your whole game plan around all analytics. You know, sometimes you just got to do the gut feeling, I think. And, right. and that's the balance that Frank is trying to figure out, and I think he needs to continue to, to, to find that good balance between the two. Yeah, so I think this offense, if they can continue what they do what they did last week, um, I think they have a really good chance if they can continue to be balanced offensively where they can run the ball and pass the ball at will and take the pressure off of Wentz, not make him throw it 30, 40 times. I, I think they have a good formula to win. You know, he can throw it that many times, but you I, ideally you want it to be pretty balanced if you can. And also, like you mentioned, I want to see Jonathan Taylor get more touches, man. Like he had probably his best game in terms of touches last week against the Jets. I want to see the Colts continue to feed him, man. I want him to just continue to gain that confidence. I mean, the dude just when he gets the ball in his hands, he's he's a he's a big play waiting to happen, man. So I just hope the Colts continue to use him as well. You mentioned Hines. How about Taylor? Let's use him to his full ability because yeah. he can handle that workload as well. So yeah, I think this Colts offense has a good chance for success. Let's flip it over now, unless you had something else about the offense. You mentioned it with Jonathan Taylor. I mean, yeah. when was the last time the Colts played the Jags with Jonathan Taylor? And, uh, you know, we saw the game that he had. So can we please right. let, let the man eat a little bit, please? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. I want to see them get the tight ends involved a little bit too more. Um, obviously, Mo, 
I want to see I want to see more from Kylan Granson, man. I, I liked what I saw from him. They only he only had one catch, but it was a big catch. It was a big yeah. catch down the sideline. I just want to see them get the ball in his hands because I think far and away he is the most athletic tight end the Colts have. Not the most physically gifted, but when he gets the ball in his hands, he's the most receiver-like tight end the Colts have on their roster. Yeah. So I'd like to see them get him more involved as well. And hopefully they will as you know the season progresses. He builds that chemistry with Wentz and yeah. stuff like that. So that's kind of what I have for the offense. Let's switch over to the defense now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, this has been the Achilles heel for the Colts, man. It's that pass defense. Right now, the Colts, it's crazy to think about. The Colts are first in turnovers right now, but they are dead last in terms of of pass defense. They're they're the worst in the league. They've given up the most touchdown passes in the league so far. This defense is so weird, man, when it comes um, to, especially against the pass. It's so weird how they're so completely polar opposite so far. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, a lot of that has been dealt with injuries and, you know, some defensive scheming that hasn't been changed. You know, and with some of the guys that we've lost in free agency that are not back that play pivotal roles in this defense, you know, there's a lot of things that can go wrong with it. And, you know, I mean, this defense had its good, it's had its bad. Just hope that they can go in and play well against a a struggling Jaguars offense. Because even though the Jaguars ended up beating the Bills last week, they only scored nine points, so it wasn't like they it wasn't like they went in and actually put a thumping on uh, on the Bills. It was more of the defensive side of things that they did their most of their damage on. But you know, Buffalo's defense still pretty much held the Jaguars in check for the majority of the game. Uh, you certainly hope the Colts can do the same. Yeah, and a little bit about Jaguar the Jaguars' offense: thirty first right now in points scored, twenty um, third in yardage so far. Um, they've turned it over um, a good amount as well. They're 27th in the league, so they've turned the ball over a good amount so far. Um, nothing really to write home about in the passing game. Rushing game's a little bit better. They rank 16th, but you know, still not inside the top half of the league in, in either category so far. So, I mean, what do the Colts have to do, man, to, you know, depending who, who plays, obviously, you know, I, Trevor Lawrence might play. We'll see what happens with that ankle injury. But if he does play, what do the Colts need to do to get him off a of rhythm and start off the way they were able to start off uh, against the Jets last week, where the, there was a there was a point after Mike White went out where they were playing absolutely fantastic. 
What do they need to do to kind of shore up and not let what happened last week in the fourth quarter happen again? You just got to eliminate big plays. Uh, James Robinson is one of those guys that, you know, at any point can make big plays happen, is averaging over five yards a carry this season, which is actually insane. Marvin Jones, you know, at 400 yards on the season, three touchdowns, has a couple of big plays in there. So, you know, they got guys that can definitely make big plays and, you know, I think the Colts defense just needs to sure up some things. I have no doubt that at the end of that game, they were definitely playing a little bit looser, uh, which definitely made a lot of sense. But, you know, you're going up against Trevor Lawrence, who is throwing only 60% completion percentage this year, only has 1,800 yards, eight touchdowns to nine interceptions, has not taken care of the football very well. Teams have sacked Lawrence 13 times so far this year. You know, even though the Colts have given up more sacks than the Jaguars have, but nevertheless, we know Carson Wentz is way better right now. You know, Trevor Lawrence is still a rookie QB, you know, and getting that pressure on Lawrence is very pivotal to being able to just throw him off his rhythm. Because I know he's definitely going to try to make some big plays. You just have to ensure that you're making good reads and you're making good tackles. I find ironic that Kenny Moore is actually our third highest tackler this year. Uh, Actually has 62 tackles. That's right behind Darius Leonard, who has 67. So, I mean, very impressive uh, what Kenny Moore's been able to do on the outside looking in. I mean, really, it's impressive. I mean, this Colts team has every opportunity to make this day very hectic for Trevor Lawrence. And, well, that is if he plays too, and they may that be is if. Cam Robinson as well, who was limited today. Um, he's dealing with an injury as well to his back, and then James Robinson. I mean, he was limited today. He didn't practice on Wednesday, but he was limited today with that heel. He missed last week's game. So the, the Jaguars. It's it's crazy because the Jaguars could be without their starting quarterback, their starting offensive tackle, and their starting running back, or they could have all three. So. You know, we'll see what happens. I think it'll be very telling on Friday to kind of see what these guys' uh, potential to play is. But, yeah, I think you're right. The Colts need to get some pressure. Quiddy Pay's been playing better, but I think now you need to see it translate into some sacks. I mean, DeForest Buckner, we, we talked about DeForest Buckner. We know how good he is. But, I mean, the Colts have really had nobody else that's been able to kind of take advantage of DeForest Buckner getting double and triple teamed all the time. So they need to figure it out with with their edge rushers. I mean, we knew kind of, you know, when the Colts elected to not bring back Autry or Houston, we kind of thought, okay, will the pass rush take a step back? It definitely has this year. But the good news is Quiddy Pay is looking good. He, he had his best game by far on Thursday night against the Jets. Dio Dangbo, I thought he's looked pretty good as well. So I think the Colts have a couple pieces that you feel kind of excited about. Like, okay, maybe these guys are, are kind of ascending here, but – I think the big thing is Derek Xavier Rhodes looking like he's probably not going to play in this game. So Isaiah Rogers may get a look at, you know, the number one, number two corner there on the outside. Um, what are your thoughts overall on those pass rushers and, you know, what they have to do in order to get to Trevor Lawrence and also with potentially without Xavier Rhodes, now three starting defensive backs on this Colts defense. Yeah. Uh, I think the ultimate thing you got to do to get some pressure is, if you're Eberflus, you got to bring some exotic blitzes. Uh, you got to bring something. You know, the Colts oftentimes do that a lot against Jacksonville. 
Darius Leonard is usually the recipient of a lot of those sacks on Jacksonville quarterbacks. So, you know, I'm hoping that he they do up the ante a little bit on Trevor Lawrence. I feel like bringing some of those blitzes that he's not expecting with more off the edge or Darius Leonard up the middle, you know, those kinds of things could really influence him in a lot of ways, make him think on his feet. Uh, and then for the defensive backs, well, I mean, at least the good news is you have TJ Carey coming back uh, and that would be a great thing for the secondary. My guess is, is he's probably going to play some free safety looks uh, that would be my guess because right now you have two backup safeties and we know that TJ Carey has been getting some looks at safety this year. So it wouldn't surprise me if they do that, but I'm, I'm interested to see how Isaiah Rogers does. You know, I, I don't think it could get much worse to be honest with you than what Xavier Rhodes has kind of looked over the last few weeks. So, you know, hopefully he doesn't play because of the fact that, you know, he's injured, man. I don't want him to play if he's injured because already having bad enough luck. I don't want him to have to play injured. It's not helping anybody at this point. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what Rock and Isaiah Rogers can do. think that they both can really make a stand in this game, but they got their hands full. You know, they got LaVisca and they got Marvin and Chark going up against them this week. And that that's definitely a tall order for anyone. Yeah, for sure. Was DJ Chark? Maybe I'm wrong on this. I thought DJ Chark was on IR, but maybe I'm. Was maybe he on I'm IR? Off. He might be. Okay. Yeah, he's go. on. He's he's only played four games. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah I was like, I IR. thought he went on IR, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. But anyways, but anyways, yeah. I mean, they, it's still true. Like they still have a couple nice tight ends. They do have Dan Arnold, who I've always liked. I kind of wanted the Colts to potentially, you know, kick the tires on him in free agency. Um, but we'll see, you know, what happens there. But he's always just a name to keep an eye on as well. But, yeah, I, I mean, at this point, man, like the secondary can't get much worse. Why not give the young guys a run? That's kind of how I look at it. And maybe you bring up Denard, you know, who's on your practice squad this for this week and kind of see what he has. He's more of that veteran guy as well. You know, maybe you don't necessarily start him, but you give him some looks to see how he looks, and you go from there. Um, and then, you know, TJ Carey, I think he needs to be – if he plays, he needs to start at safety. You can't get much worse than what the Colts have at safety right now. I mean, they've been awful. I'm just going to say it. Like they, they have not been good at safety without Julian Blackman or Kari Willis. So they really need some guys to kind of hopefully change, you know, how the safety room has been in the last couple of weeks. So I'm hoping that the Colts can get back to kind of their identity there and, and not giving up the big plays and things like that. You can never fully replace a guy like Blackman or Kari Willis, but you know, you can hopefully try to supplement that. Maybe they bring up Josh Jones as well, who former high round pick. So you never know. There's probably some talent there that, the Colts can look into, but I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting game for sure. Um, I, I honestly feel good about this game, but I'm also like I've seen what happens when the Colts and Jaguars meet. Typically the Colts are pretty good at home against the Jaguars, but I, I never take them for granted, man. You just can't with divisional games. You can't just say it's going to be a win because you don't know, man. You don't know from week to week. So, uh, Like I said, last week I showed you. Can't take mm -hmm. anything for granted in this league, man. You just can't, you know, I mean, Jackson, who knows? Jacksonville might've just ruined Buffalo's season because of that. Right. Who knows? Maybe they just did. Maybe that was the game that Buffalo needed to get their first round by or get their, uh, their home field advantage in some other way. I, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that ruined it. I don't know. It, it's one of those things where it's like, you just, it, there's never a gimme game 
in the NFL ever. And, and that last week just showed you that. Yep, absolutely. So, all right, well, unless you have anything else to say, I don't know there's a whole lot to say. Um, I forgot to mention it at the top, but we couldn't make our schedule work with UCF Jaguar or anybody else I tried to get on. So you guys are stuck with us. Hopefully you kind of enjoyed our thoughts and our analysis on this. But, Derek, I think the last thing we got to do is score predictions. I'll let you go first, and then I'll give my score prediction. Okay. Uh I'll go with a final score of 28 to 13. Uh, I think the Colts win this one kind of handedly. I think that they'll perform in a good way. Uh, I think that they'll keep Lawrence in check. I think they will give up a touchdown, maybe two. But outside of that, I don't even with the defense the way it is in the secondary, I still think that they can hold this team down to what they need. And the offense right now, I mean, the offense is clicking on all cylinders. Wouldn't surprise me, to be honest, if they score more than 30. Uh, I think that, what, haven't they scored like 30-plus points like in four of their last five games? I mean, even I think even Andrew Luck's teams never were doing that. So, you know, it just goes to show you the the rhythm that this offense is clicking on, even with facing some of the opponents they've been facing. They've been playing some pretty good football. So 28-13 for me. Okay, 28-13. That's not too bad. Um, yeah, I was trying to find the thing about the Colts offense. I mean, yeah, 30-plus points in four straight games for the first time since 2010, just for reference there. Peyton Manning era. Folks, we're talking Peyton Manning era here. So, yeah, um, and I think that trend's going to continue, man. I'm going to go Colts 35, Jacksonville 17. I do think maybe they they start up. This is how it always seems like it goes. Like, you know, they start off, and it's a little bit tighter than normal. You know, maybe like that Texans game was a little bit tighter in the first half. Then the Colts just pull away because they are far more talented than the Jacksonville team right now. But I do think Jacksonville will score some points because its defense is very beat up right now. and They're still searching for an identity, especially in the passing game. And that's especially if, if Trevor Lawrence goes. I, he's just so talented. I have to just give him credit. Even though it hasn't been a great rookie season for him, he's still shown that he can go out and he can ball, man. So yep. I'm not going to take that for granted. I hope the Colts can get some more pressure and prove me wrong here, but I still think he's going to score at least 17 points. So 35-17 is my prediction. Nice. All righty. Well, that'll do it, guys, for our preview. Colts versus Jaguars. I think it's going to be a good one. The Colts have a chance for the first time this season – to get to 500, so hopefully they take advantage of that. They don't take Jacksonville for granted, and they come out and they do what they're supposed to do, and they beat a bad team at home. But that'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for all the support. If you're listening to this, probably drop it on Friday, so the giveaway may or may not be done, but the crazy thing is, Derek, like, dude, we're almost to 9K, which is absolutely insane to think <laughs> about, but it's about that time, man. We're, we're less – I think we're – what was it? Where were like we're like two hundred and fifty away? I yeah, think less, I less than, than three hundred. Yeah, so we're getting there, man. We're getting there. Getting and there. thank you, everybody who is maybe new to the channel, or maybe you're old to the channel, and you just wanted to support. So you shared our stuff. We so much appreciate that because it sends it out to more Colts fans, and that's our goal, man. To, to reach as many Colts fans as we can, even if we don't necessarily see eye to eye on certain topics about the Colts. Like that's why we do it, man. For the debate, we do it because we care. And we want to interact with you. So, uh, yep. yeah, thank you guys so much for all the support. It's going to be a good one. I probably will be doing the play-by-play on Sunday, so be on the lookout for that. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks so much as always. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.